It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Raj Mukherjee is the chairman of the New Jersey State Assembly Judiciary Committee. He's, he's serving his fourth term in the legislature. He's a Marine Corps veteran, an attorney, a former deputy mayor of Jersey City. Assemblyman, welcome. Thank you, David. And, and let me, thank you very much. Thank you. And, and, and let me get this out of the way before we start. I have known you since you were 15 years old, I mean, 21 years ago. And and at the point that I met you when you were you were 15, you were already a successful businessman. I mean, you owned a, a software development company. You were in college by 16. You enlisted in the Marines at 17 two weeks after 9-11, and, and, and I'll say this, I don't, I don't care if I embarrass you, you are ridiculously, <laughs> you're ridiculously smart. I mean, you are just a ridiculously smart guy, and, and, and that, that, that intelligence now combined with your life experience, you know, has taken you to the New Jersey legislature at a young age. So, you know. uh, I couldn't have imagined um, that I'd be a legislator all those years ago when we met, but like you, when you were... Um, that age i was a political junkie um and uh, we've certainly known each other a long time so it's great that you and uh, mayor fullop made up and uh <laughs> and, and, and i and i'm 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 appreciative of uh, getting to come on the show but uh, it certainly has been a long time and it's been it's been fun it, it has been. It has been. Uh, let me get right into it. I want to talk to you about what's going on at the Edna Mann Correctional Facility. This is the state's only women's prison. There, there's been serious allegations that inmates are being beaten and sexually assaulted. Some, some prison guards have already faced criminal charges or are facing criminal charges. You're going to chair a legislative probe that starts next month. What will you be looking for? Uh, so he, you took it right there, uh, a morbid turn indeed. Um, and, and here's the issue. So Eighth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States um, protects prisoners. Um, it offers them due process. It prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. Um, and even convicted criminals, even felons, um, uh, have due process and have rights. And a federal report... Um, from the the Civil Rights Division, the United States Justice Department, Maine Justice, and the U.S. Attorney for the District of New Jersey found a year ago, actually, uh, the anniversary of being a few days. It was April 2020, and and it found reasonable cause to believe that the conditions at Edna Mann violated the Eighth Amendment. And more to the point, and, 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 and there's some pretty graphic um, uh, descriptions of the type of abuse, sexual abuse and other abuse that was going on, has been going on. It continues to go on to this day at Edna Mann. It's uh, it's suggesting that there's a systemic uh, pattern of constitutional violations of abuse, of violations of New Jersey law, the Dignity Act and other existing state and federal laws like a federal law uh, seeking to eliminate prison rape. So what we're going to be looking at is since the time this report uh, uh, was issued, um, why don't we have federal monitors in place? Um, What is leading to this culture um, of impunity 
Um, how do we ensure that prisoners um, at Edna Man and all of our state prisons get the compassion and the basic dignity um, they deserve? We heard, we've read about events on January 11th um, that I'm sure you read about, and uh, it's an unabated pattern. And how do we eliminate it? What is the state uh, Department of Corrections been doing about it? And what more needs to be done? And is this something that can be legislated away? And if so, what sort of reforms do we need to enact as a legislative body so that we're not just sitting idly and watching from a dais? You know, because sometimes I think we, we, we think of what's going on in prisons based on what we see on TV, based on what we see in movies. Um, and we were kind of in a bubble um, while that's going on. We'd rather not have to roll up our sleeves and actually deal with these problems, with these systemic issues. But we've, we bear a responsibility. And I'm speaking with Assemblyman Raj Mukherjee, the chairman of the New Jersey Assembly Judiciary Committee. Uh, the commissioner of corrections, Marcus Hicks, has agreed to testify at, at the hearing you're leading. Was, was he subpoenaed or is he coming voluntarily? He's coming voluntarily. Uh, we negotiated um, his appearance, and I think it's critical um, that he offer, um, uh, you know, responses in terms of what the department's been doing. He's got insights that no prison reform advocates or inmates or their families or former inmates can uh, can offer us. And we need to I think it's important that we hear from him. What does it mean when you say negotiated? What is what does that entail? Well, well, here's the I mean, here's the situation. So we have an ongoing, uh, to my knowledge, it's ongoing, a criminal investigation, uh, eight um, uh, charges against eight um, correctional employees have been announced by the attorney general since um, the events of January 11th related to the um, violence against inmates and the abuses that reportedly occurred on that day. So you don't want, and I'm sure the he probably got legal advice not to appear um, to jeopardize those investigations. Um, he might have insight into confidential aspects of that stuff. He might have been briefed on it. Um, I'm sure I don't. He wasn't there, as far as I know, uh, uh, that day or that night. But um, uh, when we call him and ask him questions. We're going to probably need to stay away from things related to that pending criminal investigation so we don't give fodder to some defense attorney to use on cross um, or, or offer up confidential information that the public uh, and even us as lawmakers wouldn't, wouldn't uh, otherwise have access to. But the, the, we're not as a judiciary committee, as legislators, we're not a, we're not an, a, a criminal investigative body. Um, that's something that prosecutors are doing and doing um, well. So uh, what we're trying to get at are the systemic issues, the things in the federal report um, and what sort of reforms have been undertaken and uh, have not been undertaken. What's the ombudsperson been doing? Why aren't the things that we legislated already in the uh, um, in the the dignity um, the dignity like the dignity for incarcerated primary caretaker parents? Right, which which you helped write. 
Well, um, not exactly. So yeah. I, I, I voted for it, um, okay. but Senator Greenstein and Assemblywoman Lopez, Lopez yes. Senator Ruiz, uh, uh, Senator Cruz Perez, they, they authored this. This was um, this is going back a couple years uh, as a result of the 2018 hearings and the reporting and the federal investigation in the aftermath of civil rights investigation. They, they, they really put together a very thoughtful, robust piece of prison reform legislation that gives us one of the ACLU has called it one of the most robust infrastructures in the country for this kind of thing. So is it, has it been implemented? What has it actually been uh, acted upon by the department? These are questions we will be asking at the hearing. So, and first of all, I, I assume this is not just a couple hours of a hearing and then you're over. I assume this is going to be a, a long-term project for you. So uh, it's it's not going to be a short hearing. Um, there's going to be um, a fair amount of investigative work. Um, that's all. First of all, we've already been doing a lot of that. The committee staff and uh, the assembly um, majority office and uh, uh, subject matter experts and advocates have been working with us um, and my office. Um, and we've done a lot of work. Uh, to prepare for the hearing already. And then after the hearing, um, the, uh, the chairs uh, 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 and the vice chairs and, uh, of both the Judiciary Committee and the Women and Children's Committee, um, which will be joining us in conducting this inquiry, we're going um, to go there. We're going we're gonna to take a tour. We're going to be accompanied by DOC officials. Uh, we're going to go to the scene of the action. There are things that we read about in the federal report that occurred um, and in other documents we've gotten access to. And we're going to see where it happened and where the cameras are, where the cameras aren't, um, and, uh, and, and what's going on at the facility today, uh, a year after um, the federal, the damning federal report came out. And then what we're going to do is we're going to consider legislation in a follow-up um, committee hearing uh, to, uh, that's responsive um, to this. And yes, it will not end there. Just like um, with Senator Greenstein's work, uh, starting with 2018 and continuing until present, um, we're going to uh, continue to examine what the department is doing to be responsive so that we can stop being reactive to when the press gets wind of things going on. The whole all this stuff about January 11th came to pass because inmates contacted reporters. Right. And last right. year when they were getting released, uh, David, from the, the COVID-19 public health emergency credits or receiving a medical parole, they were actually told as part of the conditions of release, they couldn't talk to a reporter. And it wasn't until the ACLU and others contacted um, the AG that that was you know, that we, we, uh, uh, did away with that. Cause that's, that's insane. But the, um, but, uh, so I, I think the point is we have to stop being reactive and, and, and this isn't grandstanding. This isn't because this is, um, uh, timely because of the press coverage of those events. This has been cultural, um, and it's going to need decisive action. Um, and maybe that is happening, but we need to hear we need to hear that from DOC. So to your to your question, uh, it will not end with the hearing. Uh, we will continue to 
uh, have uh, keep a watchful eye over what's going on at what is presently called Edna Man. So this is uh, this is why we have checks and balances in our system. So so you know this is uh, this is important work you're doing, Assemblyman, and and uh, uh, we'll be watching. And hopefully uh, hopefully once the committee resolves its actions, you'll come back on and we'll talk more about it. Sure. Yeah, and it'll be probably be the right time. We don't want to get ahead of what we're sure. going to do until we actually hear from everyone at the hearing and conduct the inquiry. Um, but these are the types of questions we'll be asking for sure. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming on. It is it is always a pleasure to speak with you. And I've been speaking with Assemblyman Raj Mukherjee, the chairman of the New Jersey State Assembly Judiciary Committee. And I'll be right back talking about uh, some great primaries in Bergen County, not just this year, but in past years. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. And you've been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour and Talk Radio 77 WABC.